Hi, I'm Matt McClory, lead pastor alongside my wife, Jill, here at Colonial Church in St. Augustine, Florida. Wanted to welcome you to Colonial Church's podcast. We are a church that believes in Jesus and people, which means we believe in you. So why not today subscribe to this podcast and choose to grow your life spiritually and in all the other ways as well into everything that God has got for you. God bless you and I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to Vision Sunday 2022. Like Aaron said, you made it. Almost thought this week we weren't going to make it here on Sunday, but thank God to see everyone here and just grateful to be in church. And it seems like last Sunday was a long time ago. So just know that we've been praying for you as a church and um, obviously praying for the people of Southwest Florida as well. And, and uh, if we can help, we can be a blessing to you in any way. We've been trying to get the word out, the message out. That, uh, that we want to be a blessing and, and help you, you know, if it's just clean up or whatever, reach out to us. We've got those, those channels, those resources in place as a church. So, and let's also just be the church, hey? I know we're already doing that, but let's just continue the next couple of weeks helping people get back on their feet, which is awesome. Well, welcome to Vision Sunday 2022. Actually, you have to stop and I have to, I have to just tell everyone, we have some special guests in the house. Brian and Renee Lamoureux are here. Come on, would you guys stand up real quick, real quick. Come on, get on your feet, Brian. These guys are pastors of Reverb Church here in St. Augustine in World Golf Village, and we love these guys so much, and they surprised us this morning, so we had no idea, but we want you to know we love you, and we can't wait for you guys to get back into church next weekend, back in the pulpit. They've been on sabbatical for six weeks, is that right? Taking six weeks off, and uh, man, does that, does that feel good? Is it, good? is it a good feeling? I'm looking, I'm looking forward to it. So we love you guys. And let's give it up for them. Pastoring an amazing church in our county and just up the road. And man, we love those guys so much. Been in relationship with them for a long time. I'm part of The Collective, which is a group. Our church is part of The Collective, which is a group of churches here in our county. And it was, um, it was Brian and Renee's, their vision to start that collective that we're all now a part of and in relationship in. And it's so, so good. And so glad you guys are here. Awesome. Well, I'm excited to talk about the vision going forward. You ready? If you've got your Bibles, open with me to Matthew chapter 6. If you didn't bring your Bible to church, that's okay. That's between you and God. (laughs) We'll have it behind me. Matthew 6 is a prayer that we know is the Lord's Prayer. And it's a prayer I've been praying since I was a little boy. Even before I became a Christian, before I was saved, the school I went to, it's a Christian brother's school in Australia, is a fairly traditional, you know, run by Christian brothers, run by a, a group of priests, and they would make us pray this prayer every day in the morning. And this was a prayer that I just learned off by heart because I had to, otherwise I wouldn't be able to go to first period. I had to learn this prayer and know it off by heart. And I love that now being a Christian, And understanding that grace has arrived at my doorstep, which is my heart, this prayer means so much more and just makes so much sense to me today. But when Jesus says, pray then like this, it's pretty good for us to think about that this is a good way to pray. So it starts in verse 9. I just want to read verses 9 and 10, which are our key verses today for Vision Sunday. It says this, pray then like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth 
as it is in heaven. And that's the theme, this Vision Sunday and the vision going forward in our church. It's a as it is in heaven vision for our church. And Jesus says, your kingdom come. He said, pray, 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 pray like this. Say, say, God, your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That those two worlds would collide and that we would get to see it. And Jesus is saying, pray like that. Pray with that kind of vision. Pray with that kind of heart. Pray with that kind of spirit that you'll see heaven touch earth. And you'll see earth and the world around you begin to have a glimpse of what heaven is like. The vision of Colonial Church has been an amazing unfolding vision over seven years. We began in 2015. It's actually kind of crazy that we experienced as a community a hurricane this week because in our first year as a church, we were kind of thrust into it with a hurricane. And I can still remember 2016, Hurricane Matthew, it was like, what is happening? And the church has been called upon and you know, we're down there in Davis Shores. There wasn't very many of us. It was like a couple dozen people, you know, and we're just down there. And I think we've got a couple of pictures of us from, the, you know, being down there, some of the crew, cleaning up yards, just getting stuff together, trying to help. And it's so amazing that this year, this sorry, this week, as we're coming up to Vision Sunday, we kind of experienced that, um, obviously in a different way, but in a similar way to, to what that was like. And, but it's always been about people. It's always been about loving people, meeting people where they're at. But it began in 2015, and what began in our living room, I think we've got a picture of that, has continued, continued on into a first service at the Pumpkin Church downtown, which was absolutely amazing. I didn't really want to do it. It was actually Jill's idea. <laughs> she sort of said, we should do a worship gathering, and I was just like, okay but that means I've got to say something and I've never preached a message before in my life. <laughs> so we had a first service at the Pumpkin Church. We had 110 people show up. Had no idea so many people were interested in anything that we would want to do. And then in 2016, we began to gather and slowly have worship gatherings. We went very slow and we continued to meet on Sundays in our, in our house. We called it Leadership Hangs and there, there were many, many people that are here today that were part of that. I think we got... Um, some of the pictures of that, but we have about 75 people in our living room. And we had 25 kids in our son's bedroom. <laughs> that was the start of Colonial Kids was in Charlie and Jack's bedroom. We, used to, we went in there and we would just flip up the mattress onto the side and we, that's where we'd have kids. And at the end of every Sunday gathering of our leaders, our leadership hangs, we would make a little tunnel to, to signify that church was over and we were celebrating them. We got the tunnel. I think we got a little video. We would just have a little tunnel for all the kids. There's Jack right there. So we'd have a, 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 a tunnel. But this is how we started as a church. This is how it began. And from there, we just began to form into a weekly church. And we scoured our city looking for weekly venues Some of the venues we looked at and we were able to do church in were the Pumpkin Church, like I said, Lewis Auditorium at Flagler College, where we had church several times. And I remember even just going to Lewis Auditorium at Flagler College thinking, this is way above our pay grade. We do not belong here. 
And, but God opened the doors for us to be there. And so we were able to do church there. And then we, we went up to San Marco and we met in the Pioneer Barn. Pretty awesome meeting in the Pioneer Barn when your church is Colonial Church, meeting in the Pioneer Barn. There's definitely a theme there. And then we met at the parlor room one Sunday when we had no venue. And then eventually we found our way to the armory on San Marco. And that was where for almost two years we actually learned to crawl as a church. But every single part of this has been a vision God has given us and step by step seeing God open the doors, seeing God build the church. You don't build a church in one gathering. You build a church person by person, family by family, young person by young person. And I remember even getting the the venue at the armory was just a miracle in itself. I was at an oyster roast with our family and I said to one of Jill's uncles, I was like, you know, we got a lot of people we need to seat. Do you know of any venues? And this person was from the military, had been in the National Guard. He's just like, well, I could talk to the colonel. I'll call you this week. And he called me two days later and he said, pick me up in 30 minutes. We're going down to see the colonel. <laughs> An hour after that, I was sitting in the colonel's office and I didn't say a word. I had a whole speech prepared. I was ready to kind of just sell him, pitch him on the vision of our church. Did not say a word. I sat there and he said to me, okay, we'll let you take the the armory every single weekend, but there's only one condition. And the one condition is you have to pay $75 a week, (laughs) which covers the cleaning fee. And for two years, we built church there. Week in, week out. Praise God. One service to two services. Many decisions for Jesus, worship nights, woven nights, all kinds of things. But that's where we learned to crawl as a church. And while we're still growing, still learning to walk, we stepped out in faith and eventually found our way here to 550 State Road 207, occupied this building, started off by renting it, a rickety old warehouse that we turned into church. I think we've got a picture of a message. Actually, I preached right there by that piling right there, just behind Cherise. There was a a message that I preached right there to our church. Maybe you remember it. Talked about how God was establishing things, how he goes before us and he establishes things in our lives. And that's what he was doing back then. But he's still doing that today. We dedicated the building. Then we had our first service in the building. And since then, we've seen so many things happen. God has been faithful all the way along. You saw the stones coming in, and they are memorial stones. They're significant. There's seven stacks of stones that are seven high, representing the seven years that we've been a church. And I want to encourage you as you leave, like you came in, that as you see those stones, you'll remember one, you'll remember two things. God did it before, and he'll do it again. That is the vision God gives you that there's so much ahead for you and for me. And that comes from Joshua chapter four, because this is what God does is he uses people. See the seven stones from Joshua chapter four, when they cross the Jordan River, Joshua says to, to the, the, the people, he gets uh, 12 men from each tribe to get the stones and to bring them and says to them, these will be a, a, a remembrance, a memorial. But what were, the set, what were the stones representing? They were representing what God did in people. Can I just encourage you, the church, the building of the church, no matter where it is on this earth, it is always about the building of lives of people, the gospel going out and lives being changed. We remember the last seven years. We remember the stories. 
And I pray you would remember the stories. Remember that some of your kids have been baptized in our church. Some of, the, some of your friends have come and discovered Jesus for themselves in our church. We remember the, the lonely people that have been placed in a family here. It's one of the beautiful things I believe about the local church. It doesn't matter how lonely someone is, they can always find a family. They can always find people to do life with. We've seen people who are sick come and get healed. We prayed for people that were on ventilators that are sitting in our church today. This is the power of God's vision for our lives. And the vision for the next seven years is simply this. It's an as it is in heaven vision. See, as a church, we, we grow up, but we've also got to grow down. See, we grow up above the surface and sometimes we get enamored with the, the structure and we get enamored with the tree and we're just like, oh, wow, that's amazing and the leaves and the colors and all that sort of stuff. But there's also growth that needs to happen down. And that's the beauty of where we're at as a church seven years in is I believe God is going to give us more strength. God is going to give us more depth. God is going to give us the ability to go down into the soil even deeper and greater to build more and more. So what is our grow up, grow down vision? Well, it's simply this. It's the fulfillment of the word that God gave Abraham. Do you know, right back in Genesis 12, God called a guy called Abraham to leave his country and go to a land of promise. And you know, we are still fulfilling that word today. Genesis 12 verse 1, now the Lord said to Abraham, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. Verse four, so Abraham went as the Lord had told him and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran and Abram took Sarai, his wife and Lot, his brother's son and all their possessions they gathered together and the people they had quiet in Haran. They set out to go to the land of Canaan. When they came to the land of Canaan in verse seven, then the Lord appeared to Abraham. Isn't it interesting that the Lord spoke to Abraham before he went, told him to go, and then the Lord appeared when he got there. God will show up in your story. If, you, if you're obedient, if you say yes, if you say, I want to be part of what God is doing, he will show up in your life. See, the memorial stones were about remembrance. They were about the future. They were about the vision that God had given his people. It began with one man. It began with Abraham and it continues today. It continues. It's about remembering what God has done, but it's also prophesying to the future that he will do it again because God is a provider. God is a healer. God will take care of the future. You know, God was there in the beginning for our church. He's here right now and he's already there where we are going and he's going to show up when we get there. That's why Jesus said, when you pray on earth as it is in heaven, as those two things come together. What is it in your life that you would like to see as it is in heaven? What heavenly aspect would you love to believe for today and over the next seven years as a church that could come into your life? What area of your life needs a little bit of heaven? Maybe it's your walk with Jesus. Maybe you're new spiritually to, to the things of God. Can I just encourage you that, that God wants to give you a little glimpse of heaven? in your daily walk with the Lord. There'll be moments, I'm believing, in the next seven years where you'll be in your quiet time and you will literally experience the feeling of what it's like to be in heaven because you'll be in the presence of God. Maybe it's within your marriage. Maybe it's in your relationship with your kids. Maybe you need a little bit of heaven in your family life and your work life, your friends and your community. Well, I believe the vision for our church is the kingdom coming to earth.
the fulfillment of that vision. So how does it unfold? Three ways I believe that this will unfold in our church through us as, as God's people. The first is this. It's the kingdom coming to you. Okay, this is where it all begins. This is the ground zero when it comes to faith. God's never going to do something through you until he's done something to you. God's never going to work something great out of your life until he's first done something in your life. He, he wants to show up for you first. God has a way of doing things. He has an order of priority. He wants to meet with you and then talk about how we will use you. The kingdom is coming to you. And I pray that you're in here today and you have a relationship with Jesus. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus yet, we're going to take care of that at the end. We're going to take care of it. You don't have to leave this place without a relationship with Jesus today. God will take care of it for you. He's already taken care of it. But it starts with you. Have you made a decision to follow Jesus? And I believe that as you walk out your life, you're saved, you're on your way to heaven. Now you're walking into the promised land of your life. The kingdom must come to you before it comes to others. It has to be your faith, not the faith of someone else. It can't be your grandfather's faith. It can't be your friend's faith or a person you had in college or your coach's faith. And I'm believing that salvation is literally going to hit the doorsteps of people's hearts in our county. Over the last couple of years, I've had the opportunity to go down to the county, the county board of commissioners here in our county, and do the invocation. And that's just simply where they invite pastors, uh, people in ministry to come down and pray before the, before the meeting. And I just want to encourage you, that's something that we should, we should champion and we should pray for them and, and we should get excited because that doesn't happen everywhere. And so I got the opportunity to go down there and I've been getting to know the different commissioners and, and learning a little bit contextually about our county. And this is the state of play right now. There are roughly about 125,000 households in our county. Almost 300,000 people now in our county. And they're projecting each year, listen to this, 15,000 new residents in our county each year. Some of you are like, no, Lord, please, Lord, no. <laughs> they're coming, all right? So we need to just get on, with it, get on board with it. 292,000 people. That's a lot of people to reach. But do you know how many people have said yes to Jesus in the last seven years in our church? I want to tell you. And I want to tell you why as well. We've seen 2,216 people make decisions for Jesus in seven years. Praise God. And almost 2,000 of that has been here in this building, just in the last few years. And I want you to think about this. We've got a lot of work to do, but this is what I'm believing for. And I want you, this is what Jill and I are believing for. This is what I want all of us to believe for over the next seven years. 10,000 decisions for Jesus. Over the next seven years, through Colonial Church, partnering with other amazing churches in our county, all of us together, you can see just by the numbers alone how badly we need other churches as well. How badly we need to lock arms with other churches that are fired up to see people saved, fired up to see the salvation of God going to the doorsteps of people and people's lives being completely changed because this is the kingdom coming to them. And I always want to encourage you, this Vision Sunday, I want you to pray and meditate about this. There are people out there right now that do not know Jesus, but through the growing of God's church, they will in the next seven years. There are lost people out there. And I just pray that we would just get unified around this vision that God would do something incredible. You might be like 10,000 decisions. That's crazy. 
Mackenzie, who, who works with us, our communications director, reminded me this this morning because I shared this, this vision goal with her. And she was like, do you remember when you gathered up the kingdom builders? And this was a couple of years ago. We gathered up the kingdom builders. We were in that side of the, the building where we now have colonial kids. And I declared to the kingdom builders 500 decisions in a year. And everyone told me I was crazy. Not everyone, but a few. <laughs> I remember when, I, when, when we stepped into this building and I declared to, to our church, I was like, we're going to buy this building. It's going to cost us $3 million. And I remember there were people, I remember one guy specifically in our community, he doesn't come to our church, but in our community, looking at what was happening at Colonial, looking at, you know, sitting down, hearing the vision of the church. And he, this is what he said to me. He goes, you must have a lot of faith. <laughs> He's like, you must have a lot of faith. $3 million, that's crazy. Decisions, 500 decisions. Now we've bought the building. We're believing for some 10,000 decisions over the next 10 years. This is why it's important. It has to be crazy if we want God to move. Yeah. It, has to be, it has to be impossible because we serve the God who makes the impossible possible. So it starts with a vision coming to you. Then it comes to your world. The kingdom comes to your world. I want you to think about your family. I want you to think about your friends. I want you to think about the unsaved in your inner circle. I want you to think about the people in your workplace, the people in your community, the vision of our church. You know, it can reach into your workplace. It can reach into your family. It can reach into your life. We're going out and we're declaring the vision for our church is the kingdom of heaven. Come into your workplace. Think about that for a moment. That through your influence, through your decision to step out in faith, maybe invite someone to church, maybe tell them about Woven, maybe invite a guy to grill and chill, that God could literally bring the kingdom of heaven into their world. So 200,000, sorry, 300,000 people uh, did a little digging as we were preparing for, the, for Vision Sunday. And there's roughly 5,400 streets in our county. There's a roundabout of that 5,400 streets, there's a roundabout 2,500 HOAs and neighborhoods. This is what we're believing, is that the kingdom would come to the world, that the kingdom would go to the neighborhoods. And I'm believing over the next seven years through our church and through the influence of Colonial Church that we would somehow, through the power of God working in our lives, reach every single neighborhood, and I'm believing for every single street. And that might be you just living on that street. That might be you going to that street to, to hand some things out. It might be you just speaking to someone who lives in a community. But I'm believing that the vision is, as it is in heaven, it will go into the neighborhoods. It will go into the boroughs. It will go into the spaces and to the places. This is the kingdom of God coming to the world. So if you came to Vision Sunday wondering, I wonder how they're going to roll out the vision. Let me just tell you, I'm going to roll you out. We're rolling God's people out into our county. We're rolling God's people out into the neighborhoods, down the streets, and being the people of God. This is what this is the prophetic vision that God had, even through Joshua. What were the people doing? They were entering the land of Canaan to inhabit the land, to inherit the promise. This is what I'm, I'm believing for your life, that you're going to your streets, you're going to your neighborhoods, and you're spiritually inheriting that place. You're occupying that space. You're inviting people to church. And what you're doing as you do this, listen to me, friend, you're declaring the kingdom has come. Praise God. And it might take a little bit of you going in and declaring to the enemy, get out. 
and saying to him, you know what? You no longer rule this street. You no longer rule this community. Pontevedra is no longer ruled by the enemy. It's the kingdom's place now. And there's a change up that needs to happen. There's a switching that needs to happen. And part of that is us as God's people taking ownership in Jesus' name. So we need to go to the neighborhoods, the streets, and then finally, it's what we're believing, that the kingdom is coming to our city, our region, our land. Salvation for our city. Jill and I have written a new vision declaration, which you're all going to get as you leave today. And I want to read it out to us, and then I want us to pray over it. Because this is the, what I believe is our vision declaration for the next seven years as a church. But it's going to give language around the vision of our church. It's going to give language around the vision that we see, that the, the, the church of the future. Okay, so I'm going to read it out to you. It's going to be behind me as well, but this is how it starts. We see a beautiful, exciting, and vibrant. That's you. That's me. We're a beautiful, exciting, vibrant. That's God's people. With a great number of people from all walks of life. It's a church that relentlessly and passionately worships the Father in spirit and truth, and its people walk in love and grace with joy overflowing. We've got a verse for each one. This is John 4 and verse 23. The next statement is this. We see a church where Jesus is at the center, a people who know how to pray and elevate high the Word of God in their lives. That's Matthew 6. We see a church equipping the next generation who will know their identity and worth and take their place in the family of God. I love that we can even see pictures of some of the kids that were part of our church in the first, first couple of years are now today leading worship at youth, that are now being part of the worship team, that are now on broadcast team, that are now building the house of God. This is the church that God has called us to be. We see a church where faith is building. And the miraculous takes place with, he with heads lifted and bodies healed. That's Psalm 103. We see a church that is uniquely positioned to love and serve a city for kingdom influence. Such influence, listen to me, friends, such influence that the city cannot ignore and is never the same because God's church is here. City on a hill. That's Luke chapter 15. This is the church we can see, a church where where it is here now as it is in heaven, we truly believe that this is our church, colonial church, and you belong here. That's the vision. That's the church we see. Would you stand with me? Jill's gonna come up and we're gonna pray over the vision together. Here's what I love to do. When you leave today with this, this is what I want you to do. I want you to own the vision. I don't want you to leave this place and being like, man, that's, that's crazy and that's cool. That's good for them. Because if that, if that happens, then we, we only got so far through all of this. But if we're unified, you can take this. Thank you. But if we're unified around this vision, God can do anything. So I'm just praying and believing as we leave today, Maybe you could put this in your workplace. Maybe you could put this on your fridge at home. Maybe you can share it with some friends. Maybe you could pop it in someone's letterbox. I don't know, be bold. But I'm believing that together, unified, as we pray, God's gonna do amazing things in Jesus' name. Do you wanna add anything? I actually had two things I wrote down during your message. <laughs> Tell us. Okay. The first one was, I just felt like I had two words. The first one was when you are talking about We've grown up, and now we have to grow down, grow deep. I 
felt like God was saying, um, probably to all of us, like, we can't take what we've been in the last season into the next season and expect us that to be enough to keep us propelled forward. It's only a fresh word from God. You know what I'm saying? Like, we can't live off an old experience. And I felt like he was saying, we got to start going deeper, which means the things that are unseen. You don't see the roots of a plant. You don't look at the roots and go, oh, it's so beautiful. You usually see, like, the stuff on the surface. And we're a church. This is who the church of Jesus Christ is a deep church. It's the people that are sitting in the unseen moment. Nobody's celebrating when you're spending time with Jesus and it's early in the morning or late in the evening and you're just spending time because you want to be with him, because you want to be more like him. And the Bible tells us if we seek the Lord, then, then he will be found. He's going to make himself known to you. He loves to speak back to you. And this is a season for us to move forward, but not move forward with a bunch of things that are like, look at us. There's actually going to be a lot of time that's unseen and uncelebrated, but it's going to make you a person of deep roots that withstands great storms and stay shade for people that need it. So that's the first thing. And the second thing is the memorial stones. It's time for you to start telling your story. The reason that the Israelites set up memorial stones is because they were like a storyteller for what God had done and the miracles that he had done in people's lives. You have a story. There are miracles in your life that that you need to become a megaphone about God's mercy and his grace and love. You have a story. And it's time for you to go out into your street and maybe it's to your neighbor or maybe it's in your workplace. I don't know, you, you, God has positioned you somewhere and he's actually, you're like a megaphone for his grace and his mercy and his story that he's writing in your life. And you just tell your story. Yeah. You don't have to be a preacher. You know, for somebody to come know, to know Jesus through you, you just start telling what he's done in your own life. And when, you're at, when you have depth, it's like the, the story's deep. You know, and you're, a, and you're a strong foundation for somebody to go, oh, wow, you're just faith. You seem like you're just steady. And you're like, oh, it's actually not me. It's, it's what Christ has done in me. Um, yeah, those are my two things. <laughs> Could have preached the whole message. We're going to pray together. Uh, this, is, this is old school, but can we hold hands? Is that okay? No, we're well past COVID. Don't worry about it. You don't that. have to interlock fingers if you want, but if don't you worry. like are interested in the person next to you, maybe yeah, just maybe like, you're single. Maybe you know, you're single. For a, maybe the vision is for fingers. you to meet that person. <laughs> you can pray. God, we thank you for your church. We are your church, God. We are your people. Consecrate us, set us apart, make us holy like you are, yes, God. God. God, would you help us to remember right now, God, in this very moment, the great and mighty things you have done in our lives. God, the miracles that you have worked on our behalf, our salvation, God. When we were lost, when we were hopeless, you were our hope and you found us, God. Would you remind us of the story that you've been writing, God? Would you remind us of our significance and that you love us as sons and daughters? And would you help us to be the kind of church that invites people into the family? that is the family of God. There is no limit to what you can do, Father. There is no limit to your mercy or your grace. Your love is an everlasting love, Father. Help us to be a megaphone, God, a mouthpiece for what you're doing in your house, in your church, in your love for the people of our city. God, would you bless every person in here? Would you pour out a fresh anointing on them, God? Would Would you replace the brokenness for healing, God, as we come to you this morning. Would you replace our lack with your provision, Father? We trust you with all that you're doing and all that you're going to do again. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen.
right, let's worship together. Come on. Thanks for listening to that podcast. We pray it blessed you and empowered you in all that God's got for you. Why don't you share that with a friend, someone who maybe needs to hear it. We'd love for you also to visit us um, either online at colonialchurch.life or here at church at 550 State Road 207 here in St. Augustine, Florida. Be blessed.